Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. All right, I want us to look at the um, visit of um, the Lord, the head of the church, our, our, our king of glory, in, uh, when he appeared to John the theologian or John the beloved, the apostle of love on the island of Patmos. And uh, I want to take us to the first chapter and, uh, in verse 19. Okay, and um, we're going to all read it out loud at the same time. Ready? Read. All right, now that's good. Now read it. Read it again. Ready? Go. All right, so we understand that there is a visual, there is a personal appearance of the Lord in this case, a person, uh, a personal unveiling or revealing of the fullness of his glory to his own apostle whom he hath given a word to that seemed to imply that he would not die. And of course, that's not what the word was saying, but it implied that. So even off of an implication, he was still around 65 years later. (laughs) The word of God tells us that the word spread abroad among the brethren that this disciple would not die until Jesus comes. And he said that is not what it meant, but he said, what is it to you that if he remains till I come? So by the Lord answering Peter or Kephas indirectly, Faith was received on behalf of John the Revelator and also the other um, five apostles that were on that great catch of fish day heard it. And in turn, the apostles, the disciples, the women, the 500 heard the story and no doubt the preaching and the teaching in the early church from the days of public ministry in the upper room uh, and beyond To the time when John had outlasted every apostle he knew. Because they all had been martyred. And efforts against him were to martyr him. And kill him. But they did not work. And so he endured all the way till the time when the Lord came to him. So this is a good um, thing to understand. That even if you don't fully understand the word of God. You should off of the implication of a promise. Live beyond the limitations of human frailty. And and I'm not saying how many understand that. We want to understand more fully. But we don't pull off, put off our harvest or our experience 
until we get it rationally off of the implication of something. The apostle John lived. Now that's not what I'm preaching on, but that's worth zeroing in on. We serve a good God. We serve an almighty God. He is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. His people perish for a lack of knowledge, not for a lack of 100% deductive reasoning. If all I knew was God is with me, God is for me, and his promises will work on my behalf, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper off of the implication of that. And, and so here's what happened with John. And if you notice, Christ tells him um, three things. And we read it. And I want you to read it one more time, the third time. Ready? Verse 19. Ready? Go. The Lord spoke to me right there. And here is what I want to talk to you about. The accomplished, the enforced, and the promised. The accomplished, it's paid in full. The accomplished, he defeated death, hell, and the grave. The accomplished, you're redeemed and I'm redeemed. The accomplished... He won. The accomplished, he is risen. The enforced is our authority. The enforced is our exousia. The enforced is we as the occupying forces. Today you're standing in the middle of provision made for you so that you can sow for the promise that is given to you. You're standing on solid ground. You're not walking on thin ice. You're walking on a rock solid foundation that the Lord has paid for you and I. You're walking on the living, promised kingdom soil of Almighty God. My victory is accomplished. My victory in Christ is enforced. And my victory in the days and years to come is promised. From glory to glory, from faith to faith, your victory is promised. You're going to run like you've never run. You're going to see what you've never seen. You're going to step into some of the things that are God given to you. And so, what have I seen, Lord? Everything you have in Revelation, write it down. Everything you have in the form of faith, put it on paper. Put it in the form of petition. Put it in the form of, in the tablets of your heart. Talking with your mouth. This is why we play that word. That's your word. Are you listening to me? You're not in a friction-free world. This world is full of friction. You're not in a uh, threat-free world. This world is full of threats. But you are occupying or enforcing what is accomplished through God. And the angels of God are sent to minister to you and I on behalf of that. They will keep you. God will keep your home. Some of you looking at me like, when am I going to preach the word? I'm talking to your house. You're not going to live. Before I start teaching, let me tell you the conclusion. You're not called to live in the basement of life. 
You're not called to live in the bomb shelter of life. You're called to be on the mountaintop, declaring the goodness of God in the land of the living. God has won the victory through his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. The accomplished, the accomplished is in force. And the Lord said, who among you will be a general, a champion, a believer that will enforce today in your nation and in your world the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ? So the point is, firstly, if I remember what is accomplished, I'll never have to live this life now without the enforced, the ability to implement what Christ accomplished for me. I don't have to live any part of my life without God evidence. Whose witnesses are we? And ye shall be witnessed. Come on, somebody shout. I want to stop for a minute. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit gave us the ability to be witnesses unto the Lord. And with that witness, there's evidence. And so there's the enforcement because he's not dead. Devils have to obey us because he's not dead. Because he's alive. We can succeed in what we're doing in him and for him and with him. Because he lives, we will live also. Glory be to God. You know I'm preaching the word of God. Don't let me outshout you today. we all know that Jesus paid it all and so when he said it is finished or paid in full it is accomplished it's done what is necessary for you to hit the ultimate in God through his help is already done Whoo, glory to God what, what's relevant to the body of Christ living in the last of the last days to have, have the overflow of God and the abundance of God and the, the baskets of the Lord and the hampers of the Most High and the great cash of evidence, glory be to God. And 100% preservation, 100% rescue, 100% protection, 100% aid, glory to God. I need to stop everything we need. He said it is finished paid in full and then we know the story we know the reality he rose again and appeared and proved that evidence so then he said I'm going to empower you and uh, you know that and then we what we enforce what is accomplished That's the, that's, the, that's the Bible. Child of God, if you don't believe that, 
Don't come to doctor and say, well, don't you think Jesus paid it all at the cross? Uh, the issue is not what I think. Don't come to me and say, well, God doesn't have to do one more thing before Jesus returns because he did it all at the cross. I'm the choir, sweetheart. You're preaching to the choir. But my point is, if the Lord paid it all, why don't we enforce it all? full then child of God you as a part of miracle faith apostolic global church get a hold of the provision of God and enforce it because because before we sit down today the things you have seen are so you report the things that are seen you report the things that are And you report the things which shall be. The things that are seen are or should be. If the things that are are not the things that are seen in the word of God, push out the invaders and grab the things that are seen in the word of God and put them in the... You're a dead man raiser. You're a mountain mover. You're a gospel preacher. You're a living vessel, tabernacle of the most high. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You're full of God. You're full of the anointing. Springing up unto everlasting life. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mm. Jesus paid it all. But then he also supplied an actual um, experience in the universe that the word of God describes as paralyzed him that, it, that had the power of death that is the devil. Talks about it spoiling principalities and powers. So anything you face that is a negative report physically, intellectually, economically in your in your now that is contrary to God has already been included in what Christ did for us isn't that right not paid in part paid in full not almost finished it is finished not almost concluded it is concluded so so talk to me a little bit church (laughs) what was it the things that went what are they? The things that are accomplished. See, if I can't live everything that Jesus accomplished for me, it's blasphemy, not faith. If I say I can't live it unless I accomplish it, I'm blaspheming the cross of Christ. I'm blaspheming his grace gift. And I'm saying unless I accomplish it, I can't live it. And God said, no, I'm the accomplisher. 
and, and that's why I did, I, you know, the Lord said, why you think I didn't send you out till you received power? Because it wasn't enough to know his will. You needed to be empowered by his indwelling. Should I stop, Dr. Robin? So, so what is it called? The accomplished. So what are we here to do with what is accomplished? And so to accomplished, we do what? We enforce it because behold, I give you authority or exousia or delegated right. A delegated right, a spiritual jurisdiction so that you can exercise my will according to my victory. You would face your adversary knowing full well his reputation. His ledger has already been sealed with defeat. Christ stomped all over his territory. Should I stop? And so now we enforce it in this world. And very important because as he is. Where? So we enforce his victory in this world. We don't wait to leave this world to get into victory. So child of God, pain should not afflict you till the time you want to leave earth to get free from pain. Let what is accomplished fill your body now and in and 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 and, um, and 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 whatever the case might be, this earth is not to pressure you so that you can cut your life on earth short. This window of opportunity is given to champions and generals of the faith so that we can embarrass the powers of darkness in the name of the Lord of glory. Saving souls and reaching lives with the power. I need to stop. And so what is accomplished is what? Okay, and what is enforced is added to by what is what? Promised. So notice the measure of our enforce enforcing is equivalent sometimes to the measure of our understanding generally speaking, of what was accomplished. So the, the bigger we grow in knowing what he paid for, the greater the, the ability to exercise our enforcement of what he did, and also the greater the promise of what we will change into. Therefore, there is no ceiling that should hit the Christian life where somebody says, I'm saved and that's it. And the next thing I have is heaven instead of understanding that the next you have is more of Jesus and more of his power and more of his glory and more of his evidence and more and more and more and more. Hold the Bible above your head, please. Well, that was a good word. This is the word of God. Come on, like an arm. One more time. Not opinion. Not human tradition. 
Not subject to debate. Alive. Alive. God said, said, I believe. believe. That settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. We have what he said we have. And today, we will do, enforce, implement, decree, shout, magnify God about everything he said we can do. If that's your word, let the world hear. be seated and tell someone anything is liable to happen here today so what the Lord said to the apostle John do you notice I am not doctors not putting anything in the Lord's mouth what the Lord said is the things you've seen there's no place in there that he limits um, the apostle John to the things seen only on Patmos in chapter one we're still in chapter one So he says the things you've seen, period. Since he's going to go on and preach and prophesy and reach. If the Lord left it open, he said what what you've seen, what you've experienced, what you've encountered in God. Talk about it. Well, you wouldn't limit him to a prayer meeting or to a personal appearance. So the point is, the Lord said, write the things you've seen. And then he said, and write the things that are and the things which shall be so in the Lord and in the message of salvation consistently all the way through especially since our Lord became man and finished what was promised about him actually should I say finished or started <laughs> he finished and started thank God because he poured out his spirit into us so since that The revelation came by the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ is the same. And then the Apostle Peter, when he talks about the regeneration or being born again, he uses a a biblical, biblical language of continuation. The Apostle Paul talks about about the baptism uh, into Christ as the putting on of Christ and talks about the um, the. Baptism as the circumcision made without hands. So in the heart that the Lord touches and reaches the soul of a man through calling on the name of the Lord and through being baptized unto the body of Christ, the spirit moves in and touches you. And however that regeneration happened, something started. But the apostle Peter saying, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. So that word that he uses is a continuing word. Seeing you have purified your souls through obeying the truth. See that you love one another fervently, um, etc. With a pure heart. So now we see the difference between our spirit being born of God 
and our solical inner man being transformed by the renewing of our thinking. So my point is what he has accomplished is being enforced. And what's being enforced is going to grow into what's being promised. The word of God is a continuing word. Living, doing. Not stagnant until I wake him up. He's alive. He's living, doing. And so the child of God can't put their salvation only or merely in one date and time when they prayed the little sinner's prayer. Because I don't know and you don't know what they did since their little sinner's prayer. They could have not added one thing to what is already accomplished. Therefore, they couldn't have added one thing to what is being enforced. But now if it's like you, people that are hungry for the Lord and you met the Lord and he wasn't just the way, he was the way, he was the truth, he was the life and you recognize that being a good person, being a good woman, a good young lady, a good man, a good young man, a good citizen in the earth, that that, that necessitated that the divine uh, owner of your life who died and raised again to rescue you would go ahead and give you the knowledge of what is accomplished on your behalf so that you would never be ensnared or bound by your adversary, the, the liar, but you would live in authority and then you begin to go after International Miracle Institute, learning the word of the living God, allowing God to work in you. And he begins to move in your life in a powerful way. So Dr. Robin and I, when the Lord visited us, not only for open vision in Tallahassee that Norville, Brother Norville said, um, he said, Doctor, what, what, what I hear is what you see, write it in a book the next morning. Because I couldn't go preach that night. I turned the meeting over to uh, Pastor Christie and the team. And um, Dr. Robin and I stayed in the room. 45 minutes I saw that spirit that I wrote, Dr. Robin wrote the book of Battles of the Elohim about, which is basically the one world type of movement that has happened over and over and over since the invisible tower of Babel. And thank God the book, um, even though Dr. Robin and I were very busy with many other conventions and, and itinerary and move and with you and all that, the book made it to every significant Bible training center in the world. Some people didn't get it. They thought it was about Giants or Nephilim or whatever they didn't understand but the book is very clear the book is very clear if you read the book you'll understand how to enforce what is accomplished rather than be a victim in the middle of the world I'm talking to you for a reason so this thing is made it all over the world and it's one of the single most powerfully used textbooks of academia and, and, and knowledge in the, in the Christian world up until now. Well, then you remember the word that the Lord gave you regarding the, um, the um, hampers and the baskets. Yes. You have a minute? Yes. So I went to Dr. Sumrall the other night, and I mentioned Dr. Sumrall telling me about Moses. Do you remember when I went? I was over here. Yes. And I talked about Moses having three uh, department or compartments. Dr. Samuel uh, was talking to me in the car and he was talking to me about Moses. And he, he 
Of course, he loves our ministry, and you remember the word over there in 2411 where he prophesied, Dr. Robin and I will have the wisdom uh, of God to lead the people over like Joshua and and, uh, Caleb were able to lead the people of God over to the promised land. Well, he said the first 40 years, it was the flesh. So basically, remember I mentioned the identity. What I mean is he he knew who he was. He knew his lineage. He knew his call. And you can know all these things. Do you see what I mean? But if you step out naturally to accomplish them, we know what happened. Moses ended up killing an Egyptian and uh, trying to, to step, and he wasn't received. The next, and I'm telling what Dr. Sumrall said. You have a problem, just go talk to Dr. Sumrall. <laughs> the next one was Solical. He went to take care of sheep he went to he ended up marrying the daughter of the priest of Midian etc and he's in the back of in a, in a desert spot until the visitation when that visitation happened then the 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 lord empowered moses do you remember and then he gave moses what i teach about he gave him gifts of healings and working in miracles and then he gave him the ability to see that in his rod, in his rod, there is a capacity through that authority. That's the rod of Moses. Now we have the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. But through the rod of Moses, he had the ability through his authority to enforce. He can enforce the superiority of God even in a foreign empire or kingdom. He had an authority higher ranked than Pharaoh. He had an authority higher ranked than sorcerers and warlocks of Egypt. He had an authority given by God who said, I am that I am has sent you. The same Lord who appeared to John and said, I am Alpha and I am Omega. That's who has sent you and I. Not with a stick, but with an authority that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of the things in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. Glory to God. Lift your hands and shout, yes. Isn't that right? Now you may be serious. So yesterday and day before, um, and I won't go into detail, we'll be here for prayer and I'll be able to break some things to you uh, more clearly tonight but we were looking and reminded of the record I put in battles of the Elohim from uh, Josephus's accounts of his his histories now this is in addition to our Bible account so in the Bible you see that Moses lived 120 years And almost every real theologian believes from rabbinical writings to to Jewish traditions to Bible scriptures that none of his faculties were weakened. That he was 100% healthy throughout the duration of his earthly journey. So that tells me that when God appeared to Moses, he did something renovational, if you will. And what God did was retroactively productive in the life of Moses. Whether Moses was healthy all his life or not, not a point. The point is if he wasn't, 
retroactively the encounter with God took care of everything else. And, and so then the Lord tells, um, and then the Lord shows us in the scriptures that there was a contending over the body of Moses. So Michael, the archangel, highest ranking archangel, is contending against Satan, saying, you lose this body or whatever. The Lord rebuke you. The body of Moses. We're talking about John here. And John is on the Isle of Patmos. And John was also on the Mount of Transfiguration. John was there and he saw the Lord transfigured. And then he saw Moses standing there. And he saw Elijah standing there. And the glory of God was all over the place. And the cloud came and a voice from heaven said. So Moses as I disclosed in. And Dr. Robin shared through the records of Josephus was historically believed in the nation of Israel to have had complete mastery over his passions. Hit someone and say, catch this. And these are the words we use. That meant he had complete mastery over the fruit of the spirit in his life. And he had complete mastery over what would be the works of the flesh or what could be reasons for things to push you because you live in a human body. Now I want you to hear this because it said that he did not only have the mastery, but he had the ability to communicate with God's people the word of God and they would listen to him as if God himself was doing the talking. Now those of us that understand the law of Moses in that dispensation. We know that the children of Israel didn't want to see God at that time. Well, would you? No, there needed to be a mediator of the old covenant. And the mediator of the old covenant, Moses, couldn't take the entire nation up to the top of the mountain. But the mediator of the new covenant is willing and inviting, inviting the entire nation. Come on, somebody. Should I stop? Now, this is not a comparison between Moses and the Lord. I'm just sharing with you that Moses talked about Jesus. But in the, 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 the record we have of Josephus, that he had complete mastery of his passions. And so that all of his faculties, all of his senses, his sight, his audio, his, his um, uh, hearing, his audible... His, uh, his touch, his smell, all of that were impacted by the very presence and power of God. And actually it talks about his departure. He wrote in the book that uh, he died and then he walked off. And uh, you can read it in battles according to the Hebrew records and the, the Bible records regarding Moses. So the things, the things that he received were the things that were seen because Moses was given Genesis. 
He wasn't there in the beginning when God created. So he, he, he saw what was accomplished. He was sent to do what? Enforce. And then he was given. And he said there's a prophet like unto me that God will raise from among your people. And uh, you, you shouldn't listen to him. So, so here we see that complete mastery or a call to mastery over the things that could push you to the right or things that could push you to the left. And I don't mean that in any way that you might think. In other words, that push you off of the line of your goal is to please the one that called you. Anything that tries to push you one way or the other can be governed to serve God in the right way and help serve you in your desire to be changed into his image and into his likeness. Does that make sense? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So in battles, we spell out completely the entire thing. And here God literally takes the nation of Israel out of the, the Hebrews, out of the bondage of Egypt, out of slavery, out of the, the, the traditions of pagan and godless Egyptian customs. And, and then the people of God get attacked by the enemy while they're on a journey to step into a land of promise they're called to occupy or an inheritance they're called to enforce. Any way we look at this is going to preach what I'm talking about. You can't even look at this, generally speaking, without seeing what I'm talking about. So I'm looking at you today. Are you going to flip a coin about your future? Are you going to stand on what the Lord has said to you and enforce today what God has declared to you, what he's revealed to you? You've begun a good work. God has begun a good work in you. He's going to complete it against that day. You're going to successfully make it up the mountain of God's call. My God. My God. Hallelujah. Well, go ahead and shout. Amen. Now, now here's what happens. Children of Israel are heading towards the occupation of the land. And there are giants there or whatever. So we could say the odds are against them. So visual odds make it look impossible. Natural odds make it look impossible. I don't want to say things like I'm tempted to say right now. But I'm going to say it generally speaking. If you can't change this world, you're not cut out for heaven. Because heaven has changed you. Now I'm going to have to explain what I said. Because basically we've got all the power in, in Christ to make an impact in this world. But then he also knows whether or not we cash in our chips and quit. Whether we go out for the so-called number one or we go out for him. If we go out for him, then nothing that we do fails to enforce what is accomplished. But today, in his name, today, by his power, today, by his goodness. And we'll never get disappointed because we'll never think it's not working. 
We'll never think the giants are too big. We'll never think the walls are too high. We'll never think we're like grasshoppers. We'll never think that we should backslide and go back to Egypt. We'll never think we should build a golden calf. We'll never think, well, Moses is gone. He might be dead. We'll never think we don't have leaders. We don't have to die in the wilderness. We're called to inherit. So you understand what I meant when I said, if you can't change this world, you're not cut off for heaven. What I meant is, when this world tells you, I'm too hard to change. The odds are against you. There'll only be a better day at latter days. There's only a good God perfectly when you go to a good place. If the world can tell you that, why should I believe you're going to heaven? If heaven is our exit... Because we can't handle the ride. Come on, child of God. God has given you the ability to invade this world. What he has accomplished. Now, I'm not saying at all that you won't go to heaven. I'm not saying at all that it matters whether or not I get it. What I'm saying is it's easier with God to change your contradictions that are out here than it is to believe in a future great gated place that you're going to boy I I love this it's a gated gated community No, you, 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 you know that the Lord accomplished it. You know that the Lord spoiled the powers of the enemy. You, the, you know that what he gave us. So when Moses went in to talk to Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, who is this I am? We don't believe in him over here. And, you know, he kept hardening his heart, hardening his heart, until all of a sudden, you know, he's in the Red Sea. And they tell me that, you know, the Red Sea was only a couple of feet high. That's what they tell me. So that's a big miracle when God could drown you and your horses and everything else in two feet. Don't mess with us or you'll be facing two feet of water. My God will drown you in two feet. follow that so he kept hardening his heart kept hardening his heart and every time he hardened his heart God demonstrated that he was greater than his powers finally the Lord leads the children of Israel to go out and celebrate the Passover finally the Lord says celebrate the Lamb of God that's coming to take away the sin of the whole world finally They go out 
And Pharaoh said, no, you're not going out that way. You can't go out with the gold. You can't go out with the silver. You can't go out with the, with the funding. You can't go out with the resources. Oh, I wish I was talking to a resurrection life oriented church today. You can't go out with health. Not one sick or weak one among your entire tribes. Off uh, Moses Passover. And the Antichrist says, you're not going out like that. Hence the Red Sea. Don't go out till you're going out the right way. Stick around till the Lord transfers over the things that are necessary. The souls that are necessary. The fish that are necessary. Let the 153 find you. is a great catching away I'm talking about a day when this mortal will put on immortality I'm talking about a day when the manifestation of sons of God happen that day is a day where the Lord is already working with men and women today that we know what is accomplished and we're doing what and we're looking to what glory we're enforcing what is accomplished we're decreeing into our mind, our will, our emotions, our body, our circulation, our health, our economy, our, our God-like, our walk and our talk. We're, in for, we're decreeing that thing. I feel power in this place. Is there power in this place? So this, this realm that I talked about in, in the 21st chapter of John, this realm connected through Christ Jesus, heaven and earth together. Connected heaven and earth through the New Testament. So that man is connected to God through the God man, Christ Jesus. And God is connected to man through his only begotten son that begat many sons and many daughters. So that shore is no longer just Gennesaret. It's no longer just Galilee. That shore is no that shore that shore is from the Atlantic to the Pacific. That that shore, my God, my God, every landmass under heaven 
in our state, move in our territory, move in our house and our family, move in every part of our life. I declare it over you, whether you're a fisherman or a businessman, whether you're a preacher or you're a deacon, I declare over you coming out of that thing. Your weakness is leaving your life and strength is coming into full fruition, manifestation in your life. So notice the exodus or the coming out was the type of coming out of the dominion of the world. And you came out with everything you needed. Now had we at that time, the people of God, knew how to enforce. Because it was accomplished. Pharaoh didn't even have a um, firstborn. Am I preaching the Bible? The dynasty of Egypt was a bankrupt superpower. The armies were buried. The weapons had transferred via the waters over to the hands of the Hebrews. The general of generals was Moses who was well taught and versed in all of the knowledge of Egypt. It was accomplished. God had manifested his victory over Pharaoh and the gods of Egypt. manifested the victory over the kingdom of darkness and he said it is finished and through death he destroyed him and the power of death so it's accomplished and so it's accomplished so but but had we known how to enforce it did we, had we had more than Joshua and Caleb who had another spirit with them? Hit somebody say the problem is the spirit. See the problem is not the logic. No. Two guys came back and said we can do it. Ten people said no we can't and their logic was sound. But the spirit was wrong. Their logic was the giants are big, the walls are great, we can't do that. That's their logic. But the spirit of Joshua, had we had that spirit all the way across 12 spies? Had we had, had, we had less seminaries that produced stupid preachers? Had we, been, had, he, had we had more generals that got a hold and being entrusted with the undiluted pre-denominational word of the living God to pour into this generation? Somebody said, well, Dr. Arfush, you're, you're, you're meddling now. Well, sure. I have a license to meddle. Isn't that right? It was what? 
What did it need? Okay, we're, we're on the same page. You may be seated. We're on the same page. It just needed to be enforced. Well, I know you and I know how much you love the Lord and I know how much the Lord loves you. So I know that there is no doubt at your end that it is accomplished. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light, where the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, etc. So I know that you believe that it was accomplished. You just might not like completely the message about enforcing what's... Like it, right? You like it, but all of us felt at one point or another tempted to ask the Lord, why doesn't He hurry things up a little bit and do a little more? Why do I need to like believe God? I need to study to show myself approved. Let let Doctor Harfus study. You know, you know, when I start flipping the pages real slow like. Our enemy is, is, uh, is evil. Our, our enemy is evil. Our enemy is not uh, a guy that plays fair. And, and uh, the, the, the bad news is this. That you can't be neutral enough on your call to preach the gospel and, and have the devil leave you alone. You, you can be so neutral, it would take God to know you're a Christian. And Dr. Harfush will still see you periodically come back to church boohooing about unprovoked attacks of the devil. Because you don't have to really do much to get him to do his job. It's like minding my own business and the devil won't leave me alone. No, sure, that's his job. Do you have a minute? Yes. Turn with me in the word of God to the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians. You getting anything out of the accomplished, enforced, and promised? Whoo, glory to God. Glory to God. And so what I do is I start studying for FCD. Why is that? That's enforcing. I'm enforcing because I have a promise. See, I'm not, I'm, I'm not flipping a coin over the transfiguration. We shall be like him. I'm enforcing that. I'm enforcing that. 
So before I leave here today, my seat is reserved in FCD and and my lectern is ready. I will declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm just giving you an allegory here on how we could we can do that. Amen. All right, let's look at this together, please. Wow, I might as well read it from chapter 3 and verse 17. You ready? Follow me. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So the Lord is present because the Lord is present by his spirit. Right? The Lord is present, then I will be like him through the presence. Compatibility with the Lord. So what Moses had when he saw the Lord and came back down. Do you see what I mean? The people of God didn't want to look at his face at that time. Now you and I see the Lord in the word, see the Lord in fellowship, see the Lord in praise, and we're changed. And as we're changed, we become different than, than we would have otherwise been being ordinary people. We'll become extraordinary through the Lord. We become influential and effective in what we do. By the way, let me stop. We become the kind of people the fish get in their net. See, l- l- let, me take, let me take you to this imagery first. The Lord, when he created man in the beginning, and we go to the different accounts, the Lord blessed them, said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. Hit someone and say, enforced. See, you cannot subdue anything unless you believe that you've been blessed by God. So you have to know what was accomplished. So you accept that as a, as a promotion by God to you. And then you subdue the earth. So the Lord said, and he blessed them. He blessed them and he said, have dominion. And have authority. Have the ability to what? Shout it. Shout it again. Over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the creeping things, the cattle over all the earth. And that happened in Adam. Then when the last Adam came or the word became man, we saw man step up in Christ or Christ bring man up to a completely different level of function. We saw deliverance from evil spirits. We saw all of that. You know the thing. And Christ became to us and was always made to be or planned to be in himself, the savior and the redeemer of humanity. So when he rose from the dead, and he showed himself alive, for 40 days he taught the witnesses. Hit someone and say witnesses. witnesses. That's like a person would, would, would be on, on record on behalf of someone else. So when the Lord did 40 days with us. After the 40 days, he ascended slowly in the sight of everybody. And if we look at the accounts, he said, and he blessed them. So this is the perpetual end time blessing. This is not a reinstatement into the Adamic ability to enforce Adamic dominion. This is being inducted into Christ's victory 
to enforce perpetual Christ results in the earth. That means no principality, no angelic being, no disease, no affliction, no lack, nothing that is contrary to the will of God is superior to the Lord's accomplishment. It's accomplished. Therefore, it's what? If it's enforced, then you're walking into what's promised. So you have from glory to glory or from faith to faith. So when Christ was ascending before a cloud received him out of our sight, he had declared in the earth his blessing, which the Holy, Almighty Holy Spirit came on the upper, on the upper, in the upper room on that Sunday morning or the, the 50th day and infused us with the power necessary for us to be witnesses to the Lord. Does that make sense? So now when it says, now the Lord is that spirit. It's talking about the presence of the Lord is with you and with me. The Holy Spirit is present with you and with me. To remind us of everything accomplished. To help us celebrate what is accomplished in Christ. Hallelujah. And then enforce that. Accept that. Believe that. Walk that. My goodness, this is a good word. We, we, we celebrate that right now. We dance about that right now. We rejoice in that right now. We magnify the Lord about that right now. Hallelujah. We, re- we revelate in that right now. Whoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. And so, but we, we all with an open face beholding as in, a, as in a glass or the mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory as by the spirit of the Lord. Notice three things are there. One is uh, the accomplished. Christ had to supply us with the image. Right? Who is the image? Okay. So he had to come before we had the image. So he supplied us with the image. And so the image is the mirror or the glass. That's the first thing. That's accomplished. The second thing that needs to be enforced on our end is beholding. Now, believe me, it sounds like an easy job, but it's one of the hardest things to do is to get God's people to believe that they should behold him face to face. If you don't believe me, listen to the song. We shall behold him. Face to face. Well, why shall we behold him someday in the future when I got a mirror in the Word of God that says, See, notice we, we knew about the things accomplished and we knew about the things promised. We didn't know about the things enforced. Now, I love that song. You understand and, and know the author and all that, but you, you, you got to 
how many would like to have something to stand on rather than a memory and a hope? Well, that's, that's what he supplied us with. And so it says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry... What ministry? Of being changed into the same image from glory to glory. Seeing we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we faint not. What? Yeah. We received mercy. So what do we walk in? We walk in mercy. What do we look at? What is accomplished? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us took a shower yesterday? How many took a shower today? Why? Why? How many took a shower today? Yes. Why? Thank God for water, right? Yes. Well, the goodness of God and the grace of God is never something that we are not going to need to implement in our life. When you implement your dependence on the grace of God... You're enforcing the provision of God to make you as he is instead of allowing the adversary to attack your life. That's called endurance. Having a mastery over your passions. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty and walking in craftiness of our own handling the word of God deceitfully. But... By manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine, <laughs> should shine unto them. Do you notice the God of this world is working overtime to blind the minds from seeing the truth because the glorious gospel of Christ is the glorious gospel of the image of God and the glorious gospel of the image of God shines unto us and we see clearly the image of God when we look in the glass we see clearly the image of God and then the glass tells us that's your image (laughs) glory to God thank you Uh, Christianity is not being like Jesus when you get to heaven. Christianity brings heaven to you right now so that you can be like Jesus as a a citizen of heaven while you're still on earth. And so this is powerful. So this is something accomplished. And if you notice, hit someone and say faith Faith or unbelief unbelief. is the only stance on the human side. Either I believe not that it was accomplished or I believe and enforce that it's accomplished well I'm a believer how many are into the how many also are believers yes. say me also, also. alright but if our gospel be here and, and then he goes on to say Lest the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So the Lord has brought to me and you the most perfect image of the Father. Uncreated from eternity 
till the time fullness of time came and throughout his victory on earth so you and i don't believe that there are other people that carried presenting the image of god to the world like jesus right so he's our savior for we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus sake if you read this and look at it we preach not ourselves but we preach the Lord Jesus so we preach declare announce and administer the Lord For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Put your hands on yourself. Say, in this body, this temple, this earthly house, I have this treasure, the indwelling the light of the knowledge the glory of God that shines in the face of Jesus I have been vested with the very image of God through indwelling spirit and the word of the living God lives in me today and he expresses himself and all that is accomplished by him, to me, I receive, I receive and, enforce. and enforce. He supplies me with the glass. Supplies me with the glass. I, supply I supply him with heeding, beholding, beholding. and 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 uh, diligently looking at. And, at. and I'm changed by him. That's my promise. promise. Everything accomplished. accomplished. I accept and enforce. Everything accomplished accomplished. is enforced. enforced. And everything enforced enforced. is multiplicationally promised promised. to overflow overflow. in and through my life. life. If you believe that, jump up to your feet. Give God a great. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.